America is a very big country. Go after it bit by bit, building a business, which is like building a massive Lego, right? It's, it's every little brick has to be perfect. And one little brick that's out the line won't look good and it won't work. And that's what it takes to build a really big business. This week's episode sees Thomas and Dickie sit down with Huddle's co-founder to discuss approaches to U.S. expansion. Because breaking into the U.S. is nowhere near as easy as you'd think. Joining us live this afternoon is Alistair Mitchell. Hello. Co-founder and CMO of Huddle, one of the leads in the enterprise collaboration space. Alistair, thank you for joining us. The leader in the enterprise collaboration space. Come on, let's get it right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, let's get straight into it. So, first question really is, you expanded the business into the U.S. uh, I think 2010, 2011. What do you view as, as the key challenges of, of taking a European or, or UK business over to the US? So in our, good question, we think about this every day. So in our US offices, our San Francisco offices, we now have four offices in the US. We've, well, in North America, we've got just over one in Toronto. We've got New York, Washington, DC, and San Francisco, where I'm based now, half, yeah. two-thirds of the year. Um, we've got, um, we've got uh, pictures of, they're all named after British bands, the, the meeting rooms in our San Francisco office. You know, we've got the Beatles, we've got the Stones, we've got Lizette. And it's all British bands that broke America. And there's, there's another room that's Wham, which very differently didn't break the America. America. <laughs> no one wants to be in any way. But what, what's the lesson? And it, we try and use that lesson every day. And the lesson is, and this may sound very obvious, but it's, even when people told us this, we didn't really learn it. America is a very big country, both geographically, time zone, people, revenue, money-wise. So you can think you're going to um, go and go into America, but what you really mean is actually should we just go into one state or one region or going into New York? Mm. That's like launching in the UK overall or California. That's probably launching into Europe, UK and France and Germany combined. It's yeah. the fifth biggest economy in the world. So, but you forget that, right? You go, oh, we're going to launch in America. I'm going to have five, four offices and we're going to be able to do everything. That, that is literally like going after 15 of your biggest markets in one go from when, from one. So the biggest lesson is go after it bit by bit, tackle it, as those bands did, touring every single one, learn it, build your name, build your brand, and then, and then grow from there. And that's, we didn't get it right the first time, um, and hopefully we're getting it right this time. We tried it once the first time, didn't get it right, figured that out, and then went back in. And, but even now it's taking a long time, and, and now we're really starting to get some traction in each market. So you take you know, a government market in D.C., that's starting to go really, really well. We picked up yeah. some massive names and big customers there first, you know, a couple of firsts, the first to get credited for the whole of US government, and we're starting to now build that reputation that then grows, and then we do the same in professional services out of New York, and then you do it in tech, which is the hardest market of all out in California, because you're on our competitors' back door or front door. So that's, that's kind of the biggest thing we've learned since we started, and it's, it's, it, takes, it takes time. Sure. So it's kind of by sector? By uh, sector, or by region, or by even by city. You know, look at the, it's like for enterprise software, it's like the Uber approach, you know, when they go into each city, you've got to do it like that, bit by bit by bit, win each battle, each home, 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 ba- home ground. Sure. And there's lots of discussion about the kind of magic dust of, of in Silicon Valley about building businesses. Yeah. But how do you actually articulate, articulate that, having lived and breathed it for the last few years, and how have you incorporated it into yeah, good, your own company? Yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say it's magic dust. I think... Um, the one bit that's most different is valuations, clearly still, between the, the US and Europe. Um, valuations in, there's a rule of thumb that we have, and I, I work with a lot of startups, I do some angel investing, and so does Andy, my co-founder, and so on, and, and there's a rule of thumb that typically value-based businesses will raise twice as much money, twice as fast, at twice as high valuation than the equivalent non-value business mm. in the same sector. And what that means over time is you get 8x the difference you know, within a few years. You get this huge difference. So we, 
So that's, that is a bit of magic dust, if you like, but you know, a great business over here, until they're a certain scale, will struggle. Now, thankfully, there's some great unicorns, some great billions of dollar businesses being built here in Europe, which is great. Billion pound or billion euro, billion dollar, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's great. But that's really the only magic. The rest of it, frankly, is, is just sheer volume. And we were talking about this a bit before, and it's, it's a bit like going, if you're your local actor in your local playhouse in a small town in the north of England, moving to Hollywood to try and find it in the you know, there's, there's so many amazing people, there's so much talent, there's so many stars, there's so many people trying to do the same thing as you that to get noticed is really, really hard. And to get seen and to be that talent. Or it's a bit like you're a grid swimmer and you turn up to the Stanford um, and you realise that you're sitting next to Phelps or you know, five Olympians who just happen to be on the Stanford swim team. You know, so it, it's hard, there's many people, there's a lot of amazing talent. Yeah. But what it really does do is force you to up your game massively because you see what's possible. And you realise that if you're going to make it, you have to just execute incredibly well. And what the genius of Silicon Valley is, they make it look like they're not executing at all, and then all having fun, and it's just it's all magic. And actually, there's an enormous amount of hard work, an incredible commercial thinking, very cl- high, you know, clever people, mm. um, and and then combine that with a lot of money, and that's what the recipe for success is. But it's just it's just everyone drives each other on. That the the competition is intense and that's good right you can't be sitting in a bubble in Europe going oh we're doing pretty well we're pretty well known in London it matters nothing right it really forces you up your game that's, that's a good thing sure hard but a good thing yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you left your, your dev team in London left I don't think they'd be appreciated to be left here what? we, we um, they, um, they are definitely here and we will keep that way forever like we um, yeah. we had a choice about starting to build a dev team in you know often investors go oh well, clearly you're going to build a development team in San Francisco and we said no and we are very glad we did, and that will be forever the case because we've got an amazing development team here in London. It's probably the thing I'm proudest of overall because it's not the area that I'm naturally best at. So building a high-quality team who trust us and, we, and I trust implicitly is amazing. And um, frankly, there is better talent. So everyone talks about talent being the value. No, what that means is there's a lot of demand and a lot of people go there. But frankly, pound for pound, our development team is the, one of the best in London, if not Europe, I would say. And a lot of people observing our business would say the same. Mm. And... There's, quite honestly, we wouldn't have been able to build a team as talented as that in the Valley. We just wouldn't, we would, you know, you have to be one of the, you know, very few if you're competing with Google, Facebook, etc. So, um, so I'm really proud of that. And, 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 you know, think about people coming from Eastern Europe, coming from all over. Our, our dev team is so multinational. It's, I think we've got eight or nine different languages spoken. And it's, that's, they're all the best people in each of those countries, and that's amazing. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's I, I can't say enough for London and Europe as a place for talent in technology is great sure and you mentioned the difficulty in breaking into the tech sector yeah in, in the US how open is Silicon Valley to non-native businesses I don't think they care that it's, it's um, there's a, you know Silicon Valley has huge um, groups of companies that come from India from Israel from China now mm-hmm. um, from from Europe there's a big brick contingent you know European companies, some of the best startups recently even even you could consider the East Coast sometimes expats. Actually, East Coasters, when they come New Yorkers, when they come to San Francisco, actually feel like expats as much as almost as European as a European because it's such a big distance and it's such a different culture. Yeah. So they're very, very open. It's, it's more that you have homegrown heroes. Any market has homegrown heroes. And, you know, it's a bit like in our market, you know, we're in content collaboration and file sharing and enterprise um, uh, storage. And, um, and that in that market, 
you've got Huddle, who is collaboration, we're European, we're kind of high-end, we're enterprise. And then you've got people like Box, who are the kind of homegrown heroes in the US. And we're actually very different businesses. We're, not, you know, we're collaboration, Box is kind of storage and a bit lower end down the market. But we're in the same market, we've compared a lot, right? Yep. And, and so we will naturally, in Europe, get a ton of business because people perceive us as the leaders and we're the homegrown hero here. Box will get the same in the US. Um, even when actually it's not the right product, they should be using Huddle or they should be using Box or another product. Mm. So it's you, every, every market has its homegrown heroes. Um, but, but California and the market is a great place to, to, to be in. It, it, there's no kind of, there's no something against people who aren't from that market at all. It's just where you've started up and grown, and a lot of that's just where you've grown money. Right? If you raise all your money from out there, your investors are rooting for you. Their portfolio companies are buying you, and away it goes. Sure. In terms of your own personal role, you obviously stepped aside from CEO to become yep. CMO in January. Yep. Why was that the right time to do so? Scale, scale, and and execution of building a big global software business. So. Um, and, and manpower, it, it's, what we figured out is that to really win in this very big market, it, it takes two, two sets of skills. And almost, almost, sometimes you get them heroically combined in one, but often you need two or even three people to do it. Um, and that happens as you start, when Andy and I started the business, we had very different skill sets and the power of two really combined. And then as we grew on, what we realized we had, needed add a third to that. Um, whether you kind of combine Danny and I into one tool set almost, if you want, is, is you've got the making the market, you've got the marketing, you've got the vision, you've got the energy of the founder about where is this market going, what does the product do, how are we different from everyone else, what problem are we solving, and how do we articulate that to customers and, and people. Yeah. And then you've got building the business, which is like building a massive Lego, right? It's, it's every little brick has to be perfect, and one little brick that's out the line won't look good and it won't work. So we decided to go to Denmark, where they make Lego, right, and go and um, <laughs> and go and hire Morton, who happens to be great at Lego. But no, he's and he, he's amazing because he's um, he's this amazing business builder. He cares hugely about building a business. And the biggest explanation I can give about this, which I find very useful when explaining to other people thinking about when they when they should tap out, when they should you know raise their hand and say, actually, we need to get the next mm. phase of person in, whether it's as a COO or as a CEO or as a chairman, is. As a founder, I got really frustrated when people didn't get what I was trying to say or I, we'd set a vision, we'd set a plan, and the plan wasn't being executed. Right? That frustrated me. I was like, but are we, it's very clear what we have to do. We have to do this, this, and this. Morton, who's sitting across from me in the same meeting, is getting more and more excited the more people didn't get the execution of the plan. And the difference is, is because what excites him, he, he's also an amazing salesperson and enterprise sales guy and, and marketeer, but what really matters to him is why things aren't working. And because when you know why, you can then fix it and build it. And, and he cares about that within the context of building a business. Because if everyone's lined up, if all the Legos are built and perfect, you, you build this amazing thing. And that's, and that's what it takes to build a really big business. Mm. You can get by on vision and energy and passion so far. And then it requires a great business, great execution, everyone aligned, just going for it. You know, Developers and sales guys and marketing guys and, and HR guys, everyone just killing it. And that's what he gets excited by and is really good at. And that's great to see. And then you've got the two people, the two groups of people kind of coming together and meshing. Yeah. And it's, um, so far it's been really, really good.